Hey, gentlemen, this is Robert Nolan. Welcome to the Sword and Shield Devotionals for Men, episode number four. We're going to talk about prayer today. Now, when we say that, we always think, well, I get prayer. I know how, how to do prayer. I've heard a lot about prayer. But let, let me just ask you something I think about a lot for me. If, if anyone asks me, do you believe in prayer? My answer is going to be, absolutely. But then if someone monitors me during the week, like, how much time are they really going to see me devote to prayer? And and in, in the course of 168 hours in a given week, how much do I really commit to investing in all of my week on the amount of prayer that I spend? I think that's a valuable thing we need to ask ourselves all the time. I mean, if somebody told you 15 minutes a day in a certain activity would revolutionize the rest of your day, who wouldn't invest in that? That's exactly what prayer does. It actually... It actually, it's an allowance of investment into our entire day, into our week. So, you know, even if you spent four hours a week praying, you look at what that would do in the course of the rest of your 164 hours of your week. It really is a phenomenal thing when you look at it in the course of time. So today, I don't want this uh, discussion about prayer to be anything about guilt. It's not that at all. It should just be a reality and a reminder. And if if you're in a, one of those guys that gets up at five in the morning and you're praying, man, awesome. Hope this is just an encouragement. But if you've been struggling lately or maybe something's occurred, you've even kind of even given up lately. I really want to use this time just to just to not make you think about what you're missing, but make you think about what it would be best for you to be re-engaging in and getting back into it, jumping back into talking with your Heavenly Father. So we're going to think about prayer always as Christianity 101, because it's a basic thing. Christians are supposed to pray. You know, we all get that. I already know how to pray. I, I know that I need to pray, and I'm sure we all do. But, you know, for us as men, it's funny. The very first thing that's going to get punted in a really busy day is generally going to be our time to read the Bible and our time to pray. Those are going to go when they're the most important things we need to be a part of. So, first of all, let's do this. Let's define prayer. Um, It's an intentional time to speak with, listen to, and rest in the presence of Christ, in the presence of God. Now, when I said intentional time to speak with, we're all going to get that one because we think of our prayer time very often as as um, we're going to sit down and want to rip off this list of stuff that we need God to take care of that we don't know how to do or we we can't take care of. And that's good. But, you know, I think very often it would be really difficult for God to not feel like some kind of a cosmic Santa Claus because we're going to go, okay, God, I'm really busy today. I've got like five minutes for you. Okay, so I'm going to crawl up in your lap. I'm going to read you my list, and then I need you to get after this stuff, okay, because I'm like really slammed today. That's kind of the, that's a joke, but that's kind of the way sometimes I think we come off with prayer and maybe we feel and imagine how God must feel. So let's think about this as something definitely we're going to speak with God. But what if we also intentionally allow time to listen and time to rest in Him, really slow down and hear what He has to say. I taught this one time years ago in a men's conference, and as soon as I talked about listening, this guy, he was about 30 or so years old, he raised his hand really big, and I said, yeah, you got a comment or question? He goes, I just want to say, I've never heard anybody talk about listening to God before in their prayer time. This is worth the price of admission for me. I'm like, well, great. Well, hang on. Maybe you'll get something else. But I think we really need to think about prayer as talking to God, but then listening to God and then resting in Him. So this is a discipline where we're going to require stillness, quieting our mind, avoiding distractions, and inviting the Holy Spirit not just to listen to us, but to speak to us and allow the time to listen for God's voice. You know, Mark 135 says, before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up, 
went out to an isolated place to pray. You know, if you really dig into the meaning of that verse, here's what it means. He got up early, he went off by himself, and he prayed. We don't have to study the Greek language to get the meaning out of that one. The verse means exactly what it says, whatever translation or paraphrase you choose to read. Jesus got up early in the morning, he went away alone, and it was one single solitary purpose, to spend one-on-one time with his Father. He prioritized that before the entire day began. And you think about it, there would be days Jesus would heal, there'd be days he multiplied food, there'd be days that he taught, and I know there was probably mixtures of those things, but how did he know what to do when? Well, that was it. He spent time with his father and listened and showed us how to do that so we can know what our days should be about. So getting rid of distractions, putting away our devices, getting rid of the noise in our life in a lot of ways, and just no one else around just us and God. Now, I don't know about you, but when I sit down to try to pray, so many times my mind just starts just racing thoughts and everything. Because like, oh, you sat down? Oh, you're going to think? Well, let's think of some things. And so my mind takes off. Well, something that's really, really helped me with that is I've learned to talk out loud in my prayers. Just there's something about speaking them out loud, even if I'm in a situation where I'm trying not to wake somebody up or whatever, and I'm having to whisper, as long as I'm speaking and I can hear it, even if I'm whispering, there's something about that that's really helped me stay on track with my prayers. (laughs) And I've even been doing this a lot lately. I will pull a chair out in front of me, even though it's empty, so that I can stare at the chair just like I'm talking to Jesus right there. I mean, whatever it takes to get us to stay on track, to focus, and to realize we're really talking to a real person about what's going on in our life and we're sharing our burdens. Another thing that I'll do a lot of times is if I'm out or driving or I'm out walking is I'll put my earbuds in because these days, somebody sees you talking with earbuds, they just assume you're on the phone. And so it's a great way to pray in public. Um and nobody's going to think anything about it. Just put in your earbuds. So, um, you know, today it's interesting. I was talking to my cousin, Amy, who lives in Texas and out on some property. And her husband was about to take a guy out to look at the property. And um, the guy on the way out the door, she heard the guy say, so do you have a lot of wildlife here? And and her husband said, oh, yeah, we've got, we got wild hogs and wild turkey and, you know, deer and occasional bobcat and all this kind of thing. And and she was like, she was like, oh, okay, he's going to expect a lot of wildlife out here. So she said, whenever they got in the pickup to drive out to the property, she said, Lord, please, please just let there be some wildlife out there today. Just such a simple childlike prayer. Her husband comes back with the guy. And after the guy leaves, she goes, well, did you see any wildlife? And he goes, oh my gosh, I haven't seen that many deer out there on a hot, hot day in the summer in a long time. Well, isn't that cool? I mean, it's just such a specific childlike thing that she asked for and like God could just throw up some wildlife for this guy to see. And he did. But I think very often God is just waiting for us to be childlike. He's waiting for us to share specifics about what we want to see and do because he's a father. He likes to give good gifts to his kids. My wife and I, these last several years, we spent a lot of time learning how to pray deeper and how to pray more specifically. And honestly, we've just really seen a lot of miracles take place in, uh, in in the hearts and lives of other people because of the prayers that we pray. And it's, it's, it's interesting. It's not about us getting credit for praying for any of us. It's really about coming before our Heavenly Father and asking Him to do His work. And then when we get to see and be a part of that happening, it's just an incredible thing to know what the privilege of, of prayer can be. So uh, one of the things that I'm talking about in this is being specific. 
you know, there's the old phrase in, in the scripture turning is you have not because you ask not. And and that kind of can sound harsh, but really, why would God do that? Well, the point is a relationship. You know, there's things that you may find out that your kid's been wanting for three months, but you didn't know, so didn't ask. And of course, God is sovereign. So we just think, well, well, he knows I want it. And so if he 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 um he, if he chooses to give it to me, he will. Well, maybe he's waiting on you to, to risk the relationship somewhat and just come out and just asking for something. So if today maybe you're not you're not really used to praying specifically and being very specific about what you want to ask God for or to see him do, be specific. Try that, see what happens. If prayer is a new discipline for you or it's something maybe you haven't done in a while, um, here's a really simple way to get back into it. I know for some of you guys, this is very basic, but just hang in there with me. If you just committed 10 minutes a day for the next seven days to pray, here's what I want to challenge you to do. Spend six minutes talking to God, telling him anything you want him to know. Be specific again. But then after that six minutes, spend about a minute just being totally still, totally quiet, deep breathing. And then spend that last three minutes just saying, Lord, I'm listening. Tell me what you want me to know. And just start to learning how to listen to him. Just start to teach your heart how to listen. Now, here's what's going to happen. You're going to feel a little weird for a little bit because you're just sitting there waiting on God to speak. And a lot of your people you know would be like, dude, you're crazy. But listen, I'm going to tell you, once God sees you're serious and once you really learn to tune in and listen for him, it's amazing the things that he'll tell you and the things that he wants to tell you that maybe we just haven't been giving him the opportunity to say to us. So dedicating listening time into your prayer life can be revolutionary. Uh, so I'm going to leave you with a couple of closing passages. Matthew 7, 7 through 11 in the New Living says, Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Now, we read scriptures like that, and we think, oh, God's going to give me whatever I ask for. No, it just says He's going to answer, and He says you're going to find, but it may not always be what we ask for. It may not always be what we think we're going to find, but it's always going to be exactly what God needs us to know or to have for the right time in that moment because He knows what's best for us. He goes on to say in verse 9, You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? You know, some versions there say, if you if you people are evil, and it's like, if you're evil and you can give good gifts to your children, how much more can a good God give good gifts to those who ask Him? And I think we need to, sometimes we have to remember that we need to expect God to give us good gifts because He's a loving Father. That's what He wants to do. Finally, Matthew 6, 6 in the Message Bible. This is one of my favorite passages. It says, here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God, and you will begin to sense His grace. Guys, whether you spend two hours a day praying, or you've been struggling for a while, or maybe this whole idea of listening and being specific is new to you, or maybe you never prayed before, I just really want to encourage you to just dedicate a few minutes a day investing into your own life by praying to your Heavenly Father who wants to hear from you, who wants to 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 bless you and wants to give you good gifts. This is Robert Nolan. 
Thanks for listening. This is the Sword and Shield devotionals for men. Go get them.